This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. RabbitMQ is an open source distributed message queue written in Erlang and supports many communication protocols. It was trying to solve a problem with what we call the spaghetti mesh architecture. You know, guys, remember where every client is trying to talk to another client in the system. Remember, guys, the days of the enterprise message bus and all these god-awful days, you know? So RabbitQ was introduced to solve this problem, right? By introducing this intermediate layer. In this video, we will explain the main basic components of RabbitMQ, right? And you got to start seeing jump codes or time codes, guys, where you want to jump to the interesting topics and, and you don't have to watch the whole videos, just whatever you're interested in, you can jump to that, right? So we're going to talk about the RabbitMQ components, such as the advanced message queue protocol, AMQP, what is a channel, what is a queue, what is a publisher, what is a consumer, what is an exchange, what is all that stuff, right? And then we're going to talk about the meat and potatoes of all this stuff, where we will actually spin up our own RabbitMQ server with Docker, okay? Then, obviously that's not enough, we're going to write some code, we're going to write our own publisher that uses Node.js, Okay, that publishes to the RabbitMQ server. Okay, and then we're going to write our own consumer piece with JavaScript, Node.js, that will consume that queue, that will consume these messages. Okay, finally, guys, I want to talk about my thoughts, my personal thoughts about this technology. Finally, obviously, we're going to summarize the whole thing. All right, guys, if you're new here, Welcome, my name is Hussein, and in this channel, we discuss all sorts of software engineering, by example. So if you want to become a better software engineer, consider subscribing, hit that bell icon so you get notified every time I upload a new video. With that said, let's just jump into this video, guys. All right, so RabbitMQ. So here's the architecture of RabbitMQ. RabbitMQ uses this middle layer and solves, as we talked about, solves a problem where clients want to talk another to other clients in the same system or external systems. And instead of having each client having knowledge of other clients, we kind of grouped everything into this layer. Okay, we call this RabbitMQ server. RabbitMQ server listens to 5672 port by default because it's a server, it has to listen, right? Because it's using TCP. Okay, so that's the first abstraction, the RabbitMQ server. There's a lot of pieces inside of that. I'm not going to go through that yet, but I want to explain that first piece, which is the server. This could be multiple servers, could be distributed, replicated, and all that jazz, right? But we have this first piece, the RabbitMQ server. The, the second piece, third piece, is the publisher, where hey, I am a client and I want to publish a message for certain consumers that are interested in this message. Uh, and we're going to talk about an actual example, guys, where we write the code. But essentially what the publisher does is it establishes a stateful TCP connection between itself and the RabbitMQ server. And this is very critical to understand. It's a two-way communication. Okay? 
So the underlining transport protocol is TCP. Okay, it's not HTTP. Okay, it's using TCP, raw TCP. And there's a nice protocol on top of it. Okay, there are mul multiple protocols, but we're, we're interested in is, is the advanced message queue protocol. It's like certain headers, certain messages, right? Think of it just like an application layer, HTTP, where it uses TCP, right? It has its own headers and body and get and methods and posts, right? The advanced message queue protocol has its own format as well. It has its own protocol. Okay, so it uses that, okay? And then it uses that and, and publisher can send messages to the server. The server can send messages to the publisher. So it's a two-way communication, very critical to understand, okay? So there is a connection. So that's the second abstraction, a connection. Third abstraction. So a publisher, a connection to the server. There's a consumer who want to consume messages. So they will connect again using a stateful two-way bi-directional TCP connection to the server using the advanced message protocol. There are other protocols, but I'm not going to talk about this in this video, right? So let's focus on just one protocol here. So the AMQP protocols, oh, man, that's hard to pronounce, all right? So the consumer establishes a two-way communication with the server and says, hey, what's up, server? Sup? Give me some messages, right? So, and the server will start pushing messages. Emphasis on the pushing, guys. Very strong word here, the pushing. The server pushes messages to the consumer, okay? Very interesting, okay? So the server pushes messages to the consumer when they are ready, okay, when they have them messages. And there is the publisher sent messages to the server. Another abstraction for RabbitMQ is what they call the channel, okay? And the channel is a logical connection in your connection. It's just like a mini connection, think of it, right? And the reason they did that, they want to separate the consumer connection from multiple consumers inside that consumer. An example would be you would create this consumer have three channels using the same TCP connection. And the reason they're using that is just instead of if you're trying to like, instead of having three consumers having three TCP connections, let's have one consumers with three channels with one TCP connection. This is called multiplexing, where you bring a lot of stuff into one pipe. And that's a good thing. I like this about it. I like it a lot, right? You can use the same TCP connection, but you can send certain bits with the channel ID. Say, hey, this is, by the way, this belongs to this channel, this belongs to this channel, this belongs to this channel. So they can segregate and do certain things based on that. So that's an, a nice abstraction, right? A channel, okay? Same thing with the publisher. So you can send through a certain channel, okay? If you don't have channels, then the publisher, let's say you write a publisher that does more than one thing, okay? you have you will be forced to use multiple publishers instead of uh, kind of putting all your code into one publisher or one consumer right another abstraction is, is is what the q stands for is the q right all of this stuff goes into the queues okay so the queue is like you send an information goes to the queue and then other uh, the consumer will basically pull information from the queue, right? And that, that's that's where the queue is, right? But however, that's very important. The publisher and consumer are not aware of queues, okay? Technically, they are aware of what they call exchanges. And that's 
the seventh <laughs> abstraction on this rabbit MQ. Okay, there is an exchange where you, the whole thing is is an exchange. There is a default exchange, and you send all that stuff to an exchange, and that will take care of propagating into a queue. Right? You don't have to know about this. We're not gonna talk about exchanges as well. We're gonna use the default exchange, which takes it all, care about a lot of stuff. Right? An exchange can be used to use different algorithms. To, to kind of fan out and do, do a round robin into uh, different queues, but that's that's out of the scope of the video as well. Because we have exchanges, we have queues, but let's let's just think about the concept of a queue where you put a messages publisher publishes a message, goes to the queue, consumer consumes a message from a queue, and the exchange is that default exchange thing, right? You can have multiple exchanges as well. All right, guys, how about we spin up our own rabbit MQ and we play with this thing, okay? All right, guys, so to spin up our own rabbit MQ server, I'm not gonna tell you to download and install that thing, right? You don't have to pollute your machine with, with, your, with these installers. So what you have to do is just install Docker, make sure you can say Docker and you get some sort of a, feedback here and you can make sure to you can do docker run hello dash word if this gives you back hello docker that means you have docker installed once you have docker installed we're going to spin up our own rabbit mq message container if you will and that message container message server that container will have a rabbit mq server from which we will start writing code okay and we're going to talk about what we're going to write but let's first spin up that that thing how do we do it very simple okay so first thing we want to do is write docker run okay and by always make it a habit to give your container a name let's give it a name rabbit mq okay and then once we give it a name we will expose the port of that container to my machine so I can communicate with it, right? So that's essentially what's the default port of RabbitMQ. You have to memorize that, 5672, right? And what is, that's what I want to expose to my machine. This could be anything, right? The second part of 5672 is what is inside your container, right? So that has to stay, that has to stay, Five, six, seven, two. This could be anything you want. Okay, and then let's, let's just use this uh, default thing. Okay, and then finally we do rabbit mq, and that's the image from which we're gonna pull the rabbit mq Docker image from which we're gonna spin a container. Let's go ahead and spin that, and just like that, we're gonna start downloading all that stuff, right? And then, uh, yeah, just like that. This terminal is now occupied, right? So this, you can start seeing the messages that goes into this Docker uh, container, which is the RabbitMQ, okay? Now, we have a container that is running and have RabbitMQ. What are we going to build with this technology? Here's what we're going to build. We will build an asynchronous job execution, okay, engine. And how this works is essentially we'll have a publisher that will publish jobs and say, hey, consumers... I want you to execute this job, and I want you to execute this job. And then there will be a consumer, which is essentially a process that will take that job and start executing it, right? This could be like, uh, think of it like uh, you, you're publishing tasks, 
And these tasks are executed by actual processes, right? And this could be heavy processes like, I don't know, calculating the prime number of certain number or finding or going to the database and doing a batch job or doing a, a Hadoop job, right? A map reduce, right? So all kind of job. We're going to publish it to the queue. We're going to publish it to the rabbit MQ message. And then the consumers will start pulling the, don't stop pulling. They will get that message, that get that job and start executing it. All right. So now that we know what we're going to build, let's go ahead and build it. All right, guys. So what are you going to need here is you're going to install Visual Studio Code or any favorite editor you have. I'm going to use Node.js as my execution engine here to build my publisher and consumer. And here's what we're going to build, right? So let's go ahead and build a publisher, okay? My publisher and consumer will live in the same project. That's okay because we're going to do uh, have a different uh, kind of input to things, right? So let's go ahead and build the project. So you go, go ahead and go file, open, and then we'll go to JavaScript here, playground. Let's get a project called RabbitMQ. Just a blank folder. We're going to go ahead and create a publisher.js file. And here's the thing, guys. Let's go ahead and initialize npm. So we create a project, npm init-y. Right? That means, shut up, I know what I'm doing. Just give me a package.json. We're going to use that later. And now, here's what I want to do. I'm going to create a const. And then what we want to do is, we talked about this a little bit when we explained that, right? And that we talked about RabbitMQ uses the advanced message queue protocol, the AMQP. And this protocol has a lot of clients and Node.js has that client. So I'm going to create an advanced message queue protocol instance. And then we're going to acquire that library, which is called a advanced message queue protocol library. Okay, that's what it's called. And that's a promise-based library, which is amazing because we love promise-side stuff. It's using, I think, a blue bird to, to promise-ify. Promise is oh God, I can't pronounce anything. Promise-ify these things, okay? So I have that. So the, what is the first abstraction we do, right? We're going to create a connection to my server. Do you remember where my server is running? Do you remember the port, guys? I hope you do. Yeah, because that we're going to use that. But first of all, since we're going to use a, a promise-based thing, let's create a function. Obviously, it's going to be an async function. I'm going to call it connect, right? going to call it publish, anything you want. And uh, we're going to do a try catch just to catch any bad things, right? And then console.law.error, ex. So just, just build a skeleton here. And here's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to do a connection. Create a connection. How do we do that? AMQP.connect. That's not hard. What do you expect? You want a string from me. What's the URL? Here's the URL, guys. Since we're using the advanced message queue protocol, that's the protocol we're using. And since my RabbitMQ is running on my Mac, it's going to be localhost or the machine. So what is the port, guys? It's 5672. I can't memorize that thing. Okay. And here's the thing, guys. Since this is a returns a promise, right? 
the blue bird. That means it's a promise. You got to await that thing. Await that thing. And here's my TCP connection. Remember, there's another abstraction with RabbitMQ, which is called a channel, which is just one channel that goes in your connection. So you can create, I don't know how was the maximum number of channels per connection, but you, you have to create a channel because that, that's the channel of communication. So that's not enough. So let's create a channel. How do you create a channel? Again, you await a connection.create channel. That sounds not hard at all. Okay, that creates also, that's a promise base. So that means it will be awaited. If there is a rejected promise. We gonna go here. You can use then, dot, then, uh, up to you guys. But here's the thing. Now we have a channel. What do we do, right? The idea here is we're going to publish to a queue, okay? RabbitMQ documentation says the client doesn't know of a queue. I kind of disagree because I write a queue job. I literally specify the queue name in my publisher. That means don't tell me that the client is not aware of that queue. It just doesn't make any sense to me, right? So the client is aware of a queue, right? But internally, you kind of publish to an exchange. But I don't know. It's just whole just mumbo jumbo abstraction to me right i don't i don't believe in any of that so a channel can do something called assert queue and that assert queue will make sure that your queue exists on the server and if it doesn't it's gonna create it for you so what do we do we're gonna create a, a queue that's called jobs right and let's just use, use the default there's like uh, whether you want it durable, that means to persist to disk or not. Let's just use the default here, okay? And then const uh, result equal await. Since this is also going through the TCP, you gotta await because it's gonna take some time. Await everything. And it, to know, basically, if you see Bluebird as a result, that means it, it's a promise based, okay? We got a result. Now we got a queue. What do we do? We asserted that we have a queue. Right? If you don't do this, you might get an error of the second statement. So here's the thing. What do we do? Now I want to send something. Send to a queue. What do we send? Which queue? Which queue are sending here? I'm going to send to the jobs queue. What do you want to send, son? I'm going to send an array of buffer, essentially, which is, a, which is like a buffer. And the buffer is uh, you have to send a buffer. And to do send a buffer, you can do buffer from and then pass a string. So... Let's just send a JSON object here. And then uh, let's just do a message. What's our message here? What's the message? What are we going to do? Const message equal. Let's say I'm going to send a number here. Okay. And this is the JSON object with a number 2. Right. Or just, I don't know, 19. And then I'm going to send that JSON object. So you cannot send just the JSON object as... As it is, you have to stringify it. So you're going to do string JSON to stringify message. And that string will become a buffer. So you obviously need to send a buffer. You can also, if you want just to send text, say hi, you can do that. Right? But we want to be fancier, guys. We want to be fancy. Okay, we send the job. What else, guys? Is that, el is that all? I think that's it. So we can, if you want to, you can close the connection here. Okay, and just be happy. But let's just just say console.log, uh, let's say job sent successfully. Right. Just, and what's the job? That's the job.
What's the job? The job is the number. I don't know. You're sending a number and that uh, the process will take that number and process that input, right? Think of it as an input. You're sending a message to the queue. And then one of the your processes will pick that and start processing that, okay? Whether it's going to do whatever, right? Okay. How about we run this thing, guys? Before we run, we have to call this function. <laughs> we never called it. So let's go ahead and run it. And hopefully that works. Let's do it. Uh, I might, it might fail because I didn't install. Yep. Cannot find module amqplib. Well, how do we install a module? Very simple, sir. We do npm install amqplib. Just for you to see it, guys. We have to uninstall the library that we use. It doesn't come default by no, with Node.js. Okay. Now we have it. Let's run. I'm going to, by the way, guys, give you the code, so don't have to worry about pausing the video and doing all that stuff, right? So there, there, get the channel. After we get the channel, we got the channel successfully. What is the result? What is that? So it gives you back the queue, essentially. So we can print that queue if you want, okay? And then that sends to the job. And then we say, job sent successfully. And then obviously, my debugger still running because we didn't kill the connection, right? So it might be a good idea just to kill the connection afterwards. Okay, so we submitted something to the queue. How about we consume it, guys? So let's create another, another one. Right? Another one. Consumer.js. Who is the consumer? It's the same code. Almost the same code. So here's what we do. Same MQ. So it's just it's just steel code, guys. Because it's almost the same but I don't want to do all this mumbo jumbo, right? I don't want to send anything to the queue. I want to do something else. So let's delete that. All right. Okay. So that's, I don't think I need a message because I'm consuming messages here. So we connect to the server. We get the channel because you have to do a channel. By the way, this channel is different than the channel of the publisher. They are completely different channel, right? They are completely different TCP connections to begin with, right? So what I want to do here is we have to keep the consumer alive, unlike the publisher. Publisher, you can actually kill the connection if you want after you're done. But you might want to keep the client, the consumer, happy and dandy. So what do you want to do is a console.log listen uh waiting for messages something like that right we're just waiting for messages but how how do i do how do i get messages well you do this channel dot consume and guess what what do you consume guys you consume a queue and what's the queue name it's called jobs and what do you want to do when you consume a job i want you sir to call this function when a message comes in okay and here's what i want to do i just want to do console.log all right and then just print the message okay and then i'm going pay attention to what will happen here i'm going to run this thing now i'm going to run the consumer and let's see what will happen this is a debug i put a debug here so after if the after the connection 
if the server, which is RabbitMQ, sent me as a consumer a message, I am going to get triggered here. And here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do. I just want to print what we got. Oh, we, we went to the publisher for some reason. I don't want that. All right, so let's run my consumer. Ooh, nice. Look at that. So we got a message. What does this message have? It has a content. That's the buffer we got, guys. Remember, we sent a buffer, we get a buffer back. How do we get from the buffer? We get a string back, which is what we're interested in. We're going to talk about that. So it's it's unreadable. So let's make it into, but we didn't, we didn't get the message, which is pretty cool-ish, guys. All right. So here's what I want to do. If I just started again, what? I thought a queue, when you just read the message, the message is dequeued, right? But every time I restart the consumer, I always get the same message again. Let's print it so we can we can see. Content .to string. Just print it. Let's see what we what we get as a as a consumer. And look at that. We got the number 19. Okay. It's a little bit boring. So let's make it into actual JSON, right? Input equal json dot parse right how this is how you convert a string back to json baby we get the json and then we do a console dot log received job with input input dot number right that's all that's the function and then let's do the fancy text here template letter literals all right, guys, let's do that. Consume again. Oh, we got it. We got it. And then we get receive job with input 19. Now you can take that number, query the database, do your thing. And here's the interesting part, guys. The reason we keep receiving the same message over and over and over and over and over again, right, is because we did not tell the server that we have received it as a consumer. That's what's called acknowledgement. And I didn't talk about that, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit now. Okay. So what do we do? What do we do? All right. So let's let me first clean up some some stuff, guys. Right? I want to do two certain things. I want to create an a script here, an npm, so that if I do npm run publish, right? I will run node publisher.js okay that's what i want to do and if someone says consume i'm gonna do go to node consumer is that what it's called the js okay this way if i do if i go to a terminal how do i clear this thing okay if i do a command i do npm run publish i'm gonna publish the message okay and let's kill it if I do npm run consume, I'm going to consume that message. And you can see I received two jobs with the same ID because I just published another one. Another thing I want to fix here, let's kill this job. In the publish, I want to get, I want to publish a number that the user sends me. How do I do that, right? Uh, as I want to do npm run publish, and then I put a number and that number will be published. This way, we are always hard coding 
the number 19. We don't like that, right? So here's what I want to do. To do that, kind of hacky, but why not? So to do process.argv, and I believe it's the third element is of the input will be the input, right? Because the I think zero is the node.js.exe or whatever uh, in your Mac. What is it called? I forgot. The second thing is the path to the JavaScript. The third thing is the input, right? So if I do that, that will be the input. So let's try it out. So now if I do npm run, let's zoom in here so you can see, npm run publish eight, job sent successfully eight, right? It's pretty cool. If I do npm run consume, yay, we got 19, 19, and eight, okay? So we keep, keep getting these jobs. Here's the thing now, okay? So we now have that. Let's get out of this and show you that we can actually run it out of the terminal, guys. It doesn't have to be in the Visual Studio Code. So let's go ahead and do something fancier here. I'm going to create uh, a new terminal, right? And let's go ahead and create another terminal here. All right. So I have two terminals here. What we're going to do here, go to the same folder, which is, I think, called JavaScript, JavaScript Playground, and then it's called RabbitMQ, right? And then what I'm going to do is npm run publish 7 and just publish 7 successfully. And I'm going to do here is go to the same folder, JavaScript, JavaScript Playground, RabbitMQ, and then npm run consume. And then we can see that we got all of them now. Okay, so that's just, a, just another way of consuming stuff. Here's the thing, guys. The last thing before we end this video with the exercises, I want to tell the server, server, please DQ this job because I have processed it. How do we do that? Here's what we do. Go back to the code. The consumer job is to DQ or to acknowledge that they received that job in order for the server to pull it from the queue, okay? And there's a lot of stuff here. This is a complicated topic. Kafka's have their own implementation of how, like, uh, guarantees of delivery, like, uh, at least once or at most once or exactly one, right? So there is, like, a, a lot of guarantees, with that, which I'm not going to go through this because it's just going to get longer and longer. But that would be another topic to discuss. But the RabbitMQ guarantees, I think, at least once delivery or at most once. It cannot guarantee that it exactly you received it once, right? It's just a little bit tricky stuff that people take uh, PhD in, right? This is really complicated because even uh, above my head, really, it's just really complicated stuff. All right, so here's one thing. If I received a message, I want to acknowledge the message, certain thing. Let's say if the input dot number is equal equal seven, just like that. I, I just want to process number seven for some reason, right? I don't want to process all the queues. Go ahead and do channel.ack. And you can acknowledge everything. You can acknowledge just a certain message. So I'm going to acknowledge this particular message, which is called message, right? When a message is received, if that message is 
satisfy certain criteria. Let's say you went to the database and you processed and you got a successful message. You processed it. You run your Hadoop job. You got all, all of that stuff. You run your uh, everything and you got back the results you want the way you want it. Then you can tell the server it's safe to remove it from your queue. And that's what acknowledging means. Okay, let's go ahead and acknowledge this thing only. Okay, seven. If I go back here and I say npm run consume, you can see that I received job with all of them again, but this one was acknowledged, but it doesn't show here. So now if I kill that consumer and I run another consumer, you can see that it's still there. This is a problem with it's 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 my problem now. I'm gonna show tell you exactly why. It's a, just a JavaScript it, something with JavaScript, right? So go ahead and show. All right, the prop the the reason it was not acknowledged is because I think this is this is a very JavaScripty thing, right? Where I told it, hey, if the number is exactly equal seven and the type is also matching, right? But I bet that this number is actually a string. <laughs> Right, it's not actually a seven. So if I do just double equal, this will work. So let's go ahead and do that. All right. So what what happens here is equal equal the reference quickly, really quick. Triple equal that means the numbers the the values do match without implicit conversion. Right. That means if this is a number, the second side has to be a number. If you say just equal equal, that means this is true. Right. If you do, this is, yeah, let's do this later right now. This is true. But if you do this, this is actually false, right? That's, that's the difference, okay? So now that we actually coursed it, let's go ahead back to the terminal. And clear, npm run consume. You can see that we have acknowledged it, hopefully this time, run it again, and then it's no longer there. All right, guys. Long video, but hopefully, uh, hope you got uh, some benefit from it. So let's jump back to the slides. Continue this. Give you give you my take into this technology. And then we can summarize this video. Let's go with that. All right, guys. So we finished the consumer. We built the consumer. We built, a, we built an, an asynchronous job system with RabbitMQ. We have a publisher. We have a consumer. We send a job and we execute and we we'll have all this fancy stuff. And we talked about all the beautiful stuff in RabbitMQ. And here's my thoughts about this technology. It has too many abstractions. And here's the thing my old boss told me. He says, if you building a system with a lot of abstractions and you want to introduce a new abstraction, you got to remove an abstraction. You have to remove something. You cannot have this many abstractions. What do I mean by abstractions? Well, let me explain to you, right? When I started research this, pro, uh, this this technology seriously last week, I was so confused because there are so many terms for this technology. It's a message queue. What the heck are you guys doing? What the heck is a publisher, consumer, channel, exchange? What else? There was like so many things and channel and then connection and then two duplex and then push and pull. So many stuff. Stuff. And then they are supporting three or four protocols. So there's an advanced message queue protocol, and there is the stomp protocol, and there's the HTTP protocol. It's too many abstractions. You know what you get when you have too many abstractions? 
you get a complex system and complex system do not scale with a human we are not designed to work with complex systems we are not designed and this is my opinion take it with a grain of salt guys you might be smarter than i am but if you're introducing this much complexity right i i even i don't i don't remember all the abstractions this is just few of the abstractions i'm pretty sure there are more and if you're introducing all these abstractions your system is going to get complex and if it's good complex adoptions will slow down okay and that's why i believe RabbitMQ is getting less and less popular with these years and that, that's one of the reasons in my opinion it's just too complex does it do the job of course it does but if you figure it out right there's like and i didn't even go deep into this thing i was just like you know what i'm i just gonna scratch the surface i'm not gonna go deep because it's so confusing guys right so to me it's a very complex system right another thing i want to talk about here is the posh model the 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 decision that rabbit mq team did says as a consumer, if you connect to a RabbitMQ server, which is called an exchange, which is as TLT ultimately goes to a queue through a channel. Oh my God, look at all this stuff, right? That's what I'm talking about. Look at how complex the, to talk about things is so much. Look at the HTTP, how simple it is. Request response system over TCP. That's it, right? That's a whole internet is running on this thing, guys. Different between this. See how complex this thing is, and I think the RabbitMQ like community made the same problem with with the enterprise servers bus. It's a little bit better. Enterprise server side, OSB was even worse. It was so complex, and it's just a, an equalizer between whether you want to have a completely open system, extendable, extensible, versus a simple system. It's just, that is kind of closed and i don't mean closed source here closed in in the limited functionality that it gives right reddit redis did this very well i think redis said hey it's an in-memory database yeah we can give it durability but i'm gonna give you functionality very simple publish subscribe and that's it right it's a very limited set of functionality and memcached i didn't research memcached but it has the same concept which is a very simple model simplicity rules guys so let's talk about push model. So when a consumer consumes a certain queue, RabbitMQ pushes messages. As you as you saw, guys, I didn't ask for it. I didn't actually hey say, hey, do I have a message? Do I have a message? Do I have a message? I, I didn't do that. I just said, hey, by the way, if you got a message, push it to this function. And the function got called and triggered, and then we got the results, right? The problem with this is it does not scale. How do you guarantee that the consumer will receive that message, right? And how do you not overwhelm the consumer? Because guys, remember, I am a just poor consumer. If you have like thousand messages and you're pushing this, this down my throat, there's this what is called a backfill problem, I think, where, where as you start pushing more messages, I cannot process them fast enough for you. So now you're kind of putting more work on the server, right? To, to start pushing, start slowing down the pushing process because now you're telling the, you're telling the server says, hey, server, please slow down 
that's the option that the RabbitMQ have. I think it's called the maximum something, right? So it's like, hey, by the way, I can only process five messages at a, at a, in a second, right? So don't send me more than five messages. Now you're pushing this complexity to the server. That's why your server became more complicated. And that's an, a kind of a com an unneeded complexity on the server side because the server now will start pushing more and more messages to you. And they start, oh, I have, oh, this consumer is slow. This consumer is... It's fast, so I'm gonna pushing more message to this consumer versus this one. It's very complicated. Kafka, I think I agree with what Kafka did with this. And they said, you know what? We're not gonna do a push model. We're gonna do a long polling model. Pull it back, push this complexity on the consumer and let the consumer consume whenever they want, right? Whenever they are ready to consume. They run into another problem, which is the acknowledgement problem, which way, which they solved in a very smart way. I didn't research Kafka in detail, but when I do, and leave a comment in the comment section below if you want to see the Kafka message, write a Kafka video, and um, uh, I'm really interested to make that video. But I think Ra uh, Kafka did a better job at this by shoving that responsibility to the consumer to the client instead of having the server push 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 messages right so that's what we're doing with the, with the notification system as well like why youtube have problem with notification because of the push system right there is always pros and cons with this redis picked the push model but i would understand with redis it has limited clients consumers because it's all a back-end technology unlike this this is very front-endy the message queue because consumers will immediately consume the red uh, the, the rabbit mq message queue versus redis it's always a caching technology so it is always going to be in the back end deep 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 back end so the number of clients will be limited compared to the number of clients to rabbit mq i might be wrong i might be mistaken but that's my take on it hopefully you guys uh give me your take on it. what do you think right all right guys summary what did we discuss in this video we discussed the components right <laughs> I'm not even, I don't even remember the components. There are a lot of components, guys. Exchange and and then queues and publisher and consumer and channels and connections. And there is other stuff that I didn't discuss, by the way, guys. But that we discussed the RabbitMQ. We discussed how to spin a RabbitMQ server with Docker. I think this is, if you want to try anything, you use Docker all the time. Don't install garbage on your machine, guys. Don't install things and just take memory whenever you install something piece of technology do docker start rabbitmq when you're done docker stop rabbitmq so you just even if you restart your machine the containers will not start by default so you kind of save on memory right and if you're done with it docker rm rabbitmq okay we wrote a publisher Right. We also wrote a consumer, and what we did essentially is we we built a, an asynchronous job system where a publisher publishes a job, and the consumer just starts and pick a job and start working on it, and then does thing, and then produces the output. Okay. And I I finally gave you my thoughts about this technology, guys. Hope you enjoyed this video. I'm gonna see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.